Hi everyone, Made Mummy here, aka Tiffany. Welcome to another Breaking the Barriers podcast. This is where we discuss barriers between content creation and growth, the struggles both new and veteran streamers tend to have when looking for knowledge and advice. Breaking the Barriers is just that. We want to break down the walls that stop us from going to provide help, knowledge and advice in a positive and inclusive environment. Streaming can be a passion, a hobby and a job. Most of all, it's not a competition, but a community. And we're bringing that community to you. And so, joining us today is Fid from GoToGame. Would you like to give us a quick introduction, Fid? Who are you yeah. and what do you do? Um, yeah, well, as you said, I'm Fid from GoToGame. Um, and yeah, so I'm the, I call myself the, uh, the head of GoToGame or the boss man of GoToGame, but uh, essentially general manager of GoToGame. Um, and we are, uh, we're two things actually at the same time. It's a bit of a weird situation. One half of us is we're a website with uh, news and reviews and stuff like that. And we've got our own social media um, uh, following and we do all that public side of stuff as well. But uh, the main side of what we do is we are a uh, video game marketing company. We work with video game publishers. We work with hardware providers and we work with um, non-gaming companies as well uh, to do awesome things with uh, Twitch streamers, YouTubers, um, content creators, basically anything that uh, helps these brands reach out and um, have a genuine relationship with the gaming industry. Awesome. So it's pretty much yeah. like, you know, you're pretty much like, well, what would you call, would you call it like almost like the middleman? Because like, you know, some of these companies always don't have yeah. the time or the resources but because you're like right there in the De- amongst it all yeah definitely i think if you're going to sum it up we are the middleman for yeah. these brands and um the gamers all the content creators that gamers love <laughs> awesome yeah. it's good to have that sort of thing because i think like in, at least in my personal experience like you know sometimes you, you see companies and you can tell they're trying to reach out to people yeah. but they don't really know how to do it yeah. and especially when and i you we all see it the moment that a brand or company says, hey, we're looking for this, yeah. they have like you, 500 or 600 replies and the company's yeah. just like. <gasps> yeah, and then oh, yeah, the other problem where it's like, yeah, we can, we can do uh, talking to gamers. Look, I'm a gamer. Here's a Nintendo tweet. And they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to have someone, you know, who has that yeah, exactly. mar- both the marketing knowledge and the knowledge of like, you know, the gamers and the streamers and pretty exactly. much the and whole atmosphere of it all. Yeah. And I, I personally have a passion for bringing in companies that are non-gaming companies into the industry because you know, they, they know that uh, gaming is an awesome, has an amazing audience and Twitch streamers have uh, highly engaged audiences and YouTubers. Um, but they don't know how to engage with the gaming audience because it's not their core. Um, yeah. So I love I love helping those guys get in, involved in the industry. That's, that's a real passion of mine. That's so awesome. So we're going to go on to our next question. And this is probably one that's going to be asked of you in some of the fan questions as well is yeah. when you're like making these connections, what do you look for or do, what does your company look for in a content creator? Do you look in for a numbers? Content creator. Or? Okay, so this is actually, it's an interesting one because... <laughs> Um, a lot of people would assume we always go for the bigger numbers, um, which is not always the case. So while, yes, we love working with those Twitch streamers and YouTubers that have got millions of followers and thousands of concurrent viewers and stuff, they definitely have value and um, they're definitely 
you know, there's an inherent value with those guys. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, they have a large reach, so. Yeah, definitely. But I personally believe that uh, it's a better investment for us and for our clients to work with a larger group of smaller uh, influencers or streamers or content creators. Um, and that's down to the fact that a lot of these smaller content creators have a more engaged audience. So I'm a big believer that yeah. follow account is not as important as engagement. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause like you see it and I, I mean, it's hard because when you do get to like get to this point of very big streamers, a lot of the big streamers can't even like really keep up with their chat or engage oh, with their chat. Oh, they definitely can't. They but definitely like, can't. So yeah, I it, see almost it. Be- it almost becomes like the bigger streamers are more like a billboard yeah. and just smaller streamers are more like the guy on the street handing out pamphlets and actually talking to people. Um, yeah, that's because, a really good analogy. I love that. Yeah. So if you, if you look at the likes of Dr. Disrespect, we use him as a prime example. You know, mm-hmm. he's a huge name, one of the biggest on Twitch. Um, and he can't stop and talk to every single person in chat. He can't, he's got that many people viewing that he can't even stop and talk to everybody that donates. Yeah. Um, but he's a great advertising avenue. So if uh, the likes of G Fuel give him stuff, he can have it on screen. He can drink it on screen. He can create awesome content around it. But it's almost becoming a one-way conversation like TV used to be, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the way, reason people moved away from TV is because TV was a one-way conversation. So to have a genuine engagement with that streamer, they need to be smaller, being able to keep up with their Twitter, being able to keep up with their chat. And um, yeah, it's a genuine relationship between that content creator and their audience. Yeah. So when you say, when we say like, you know, what do you look for? You pretty much said that on the ball. You said, you know, you don't always look for numbers. You look for somebody who's no. engaging. So it's, a, it's, a com- like, it's definitely a combination of all the above. Yeah. Um, and it also definitely depends on who that client is, uh, what the client's looking for as well. Like the client may only want to reach as many people as possible with one streamer so that yeah. would, you know we would go for the biggest streamer in that case um but more often than not it's not that they're wanting engagement they're wanting to see lots of conversation online and uh, outside of twitch outside of youtube but they they want to see that on instagram they want to see the conversation on twitter they want to see it on facebook if the person's got a facebook following yeah um so yeah, it, it totally depends from client to client. So, and I, I personally love working with the smaller guys as well and helping them build their profile. Awesome stuff. And I guess that's true. Like, and I, I, don't, I don't see, you know, any sort of beard or oil company wanting to help me anytime soon. I mean, I've got a no, few couple. But, but I, I'll take a beard oil sponsorship. I spent a lot of money on beard oil. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got a few errant hairs here and there on my chin, but I don't think that qualifies. <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't know, you oil it up, it'll... It'll, it'll feel nice and silky. Hey, how yeah. you going, husband? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then that, that kind of answers the next question we had. The next question we pretty much had, well, do numbers or partic- in particular partnership matter to you? Um, we've already discussed that, you know, it's okay, not so... always, like, numbers because it all depends on the... <laughs> yeah. cl- like, not all, but it helps the client understand. You help the client understand because yeah. you can pretty much say to the client, okay, we have this person who has all the numbers, but she said mm. you want numbers, but we think this person may be better for you because of their audience and everything exactly. else. Exactly, exactly. And um, to answer the other part of that question, does mm. partnership matter? Absolutely not. Um, I think partnership... Partnerships almost got to a point where it's a clout thing now. Um, 
it's it's starting to attain i mean and i understand when people get super proud that they achieve partnership yeah. it is a really hard slog and it's it's something that's really hard to get oh, for sure. and when people get it 100 percent round of applause congratulations you've impressed twitch um which is awesome right but it's not necessarily something that we look for and i i know and i'm not just speaking for go to game but um other companies that do the same work as us um they're the same you know they will work with you if you're not partnered yeah and i think that's a good answer i think that's a very good answer to highlight because a lot of the questions i have because i know you do my breaking the barriers um stream coaching sessions mm. as well and a lot of mm. people are saying oh I would love to try this opportunity, but I'm not partnered, so I don't see the point. And I'm like, no, 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 Like partnership, especially these days, there is such like there's almost no line between partnership and affiliate, like between like a few technical things oh, and other things. But definitely. Like, but in, I'm saying that I know I know some guys that are getting more engagement than a lot of partners, and they've also got bigger followings than a lot of partners, but they don't have that purple tech. Yeah, it's just in the, at the end of the day, reason. it's just a purple tick. And like yeah. a lot of companies, again, they won't look at some, I guess, some. I mean, I can't speak on behalf of all companies. No one can. No. And you definitely have a better you know, idea of it. But mm. I think at the end of the day, the majority of companies are going to look at the streamer, their audience and everything else rather than whether or not oh, they have definitely. a purple tick. Definitely. For sure. All right, so I think we can pretty much move on to our next question. We're getting through these questions fairly quickly, but we've also got a lot of like questions from um, the community as well. So yeah. the next question is, what do, in your opinion, what do you think is the best way to reach out to a game company you want to work, like a person wants to work with, or even you know if they want to reach out to go to a yeah. game, how do you feel is the best way to do that? Okay, so one is when you do reach out uh make sure you've got yourself sorted um i look I, like i just said numbers don't matter but there comes to a certain point where numbers do matter at the same time so if you've only got 250 followers on twitch and uh you're only pulling two concurrent viewers when you go live or whatever it's probably not you're not ready yet to reach out right yeah um and the same on youtube and stuff like that as well Esports guys are probably the worst for doing it where they'll reach out and ask for sponsorship and they've just formed a team. They've got zero wins on their um, record and um, they're reaching out trying to find sponsorship. So esports guys are definitely the ones that need to get their shit together um, <laughs> and um, get track record. Give me a reason to go to one of my clients and sponsor you. Um, that's mainly esports guys, so that's not so much with the YouTubers yeah. and Twitch streamers. Um, uh, but the best way to reach out to us, honestly, is follow us, tweet us. Um, I, I've now turned off my, actually, I haven't turned off my DMs. I've got an automated message on my DMs because it's not that I don't want to hear from people. It's just that I get a lot of people reaching out to me yeah. via DM to, um, uh ask me of how to get sponsorship and stuff so if anyone does dm me and they get that instant message i'm not putting you aside or i'm not ignoring you it's just that it does filter out a lot of the people that aren't serious yeah. um but the big one is, i honestly think is keep doing what you're doing and one we will notice you uh because we all are twitch viewers we're all youtube viewers um we keep an eye on everybody uh, and everything that's going on. So 
there's that way and then there's events events are a great place to come up make yourself known um tell us what you do if i've got five minutes to talk to you at an event i genuinely will try and make time for everybody as long as i've got time and i'm not busy (laughs) (laughs) would you say it helps if the person say comes to you with like a plan an idea for instance say that like they wanted to come to you like for instance i'm going to use me myself as an example like, i came to you i yeah. said hey i have this podcast here's the proposition yeah. for the podcast these are the topics you probably be discussed um this is just a loose list of things would you be interested in that so if somebody comes to you with a set yeah. plan and saying hey i have this set plan i have this set idea hmm. i need this item from this company do you think you can make that happen would that work yeah. better than someone saying hi i want to work with this company because I want yeah. things. I do think, I, I think that's great. Uh, like yeah. When you came to me and asked if I wanted to be on your show and you, I knew exactly what you wanted, which did definitely yeah. help. Um, <laughs> but hey, it could also just be, hey, I've been slogging at um, Twitch for the last two years. I've got a great following. Here's my, um, uh, some analytics, some data from the back end. Like if you can prove to me some analytics from the back end, you've got my attention because that's normally the first question I'll ask is, oh, what's your viewership like? Oh, where is your viewership? Um, And where is your viewership isn't a question to say, hey, if half of your viewers are in um, Asia or something and the rest is scattered everywhere else, that doesn't mean I'm not going to work with you. I do have Asian clients as well. But it helps because, uh, you know, you can say. But the thing is, if you've got 80% of your viewership is in Australia, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I definitely need to look further into you because my Australian clients want to speak to Australians. My New Zealand clients want to speak to New Zealanders. So um, analytics is good. And if you can put together, and I've seen some beautiful presentations where people have put together basically a media kit, um, uh, EMK, um, which is literally this electronic media kit. It's a PDF with, this is what I do. Here's my social following. Here are all my accounts. This is the analytics from my Twitch streams. Here's some cool things that I've done. Here's some companies I've worked with. Give me an example of stuff you've done. Yeah, yeah that's a cool way of being able to do it. And I'm not saying these are exclusive ways of getting our attention either. So it just helps. We'll, so it helps yeah, to come totally with a plan. Totally and to know your, know your audience, know what you're not, yeah. what you can offer. Um, but then, then there's people that we've just noticed because they're just doing really cool shit as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Almost four years ago, I was on, not long after I moved to Australia, actually, I was on Reddit um, mucking around one afternoon looking at the gaming thing, and I came across this guy in the bottom of New Zealand who was doing crazy stuff with controllers. And and so, but but he was nobody (laughs) then, right? So I reached out to him on Twitter and said, hey, what you're doing is dope. One day I want to work with you. And he's like, oh, you really do? And now he's one, now in Rudism is now one of the biggest streamers in the region. He's, he, he, I'm, no. I just can't get over some of the controllers he made oh, to say. Oh, and he's amazing. an amazing human too. If I could <laughs> recommend anybody do work with anyone, Rude is an amazing person. Um, but he was just doing something really unique and really interesting. And look, it doesn't always have to be that crazy either, right? So there's some streamers out there that are running their own tournaments, which have got our attention. There's some that are just really passionate about some of the brands that we work with. If you're passionate about a brand, talk about them online. Yeah. So that uh, was... if, there's a partic- if there's a particular brand you want to work with, um, talk about them. Go on about how much you love them. It does work. It does get their attention. 
that was that was gonna be a bit of a follow-up question was like you know being active because i see a lot of people who also say um they like when i talk to them about their streaming and they say well why do i not have anyone coming into my streams i say do you have a twitter do you have an instagram do you have and they say yeah. no they don't see the point in that so coming from somebody who works with a lot of gaming yeah. companies do you reckon like just let's lay it out on the table is twitter argue- important Yes, 100% Twitter is important. Yes. Yeah, Twitter is probably the most important. Um, I don't care whether you're on DLive, Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, whatever, right? That's where you're creating your content. Mm. But where you're having your discussions all day is on Twitter. I love that. And that's where the industry (laughs) is having their discussions. So Twitter is very important. and it's actually funny you say that about I've, – I've literally had people contact me and say, oh, I've been streaming for two years, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm just like, oh, what's your Twitter following like? And they go, oh, I don't have Twitter. Oh, you should probably look into it. And they go, why? I'm a, I'm a YouTuber or I'm a Twitch streamer. I, yeah, I have that same thing. And so like- I'm just like, well, no, you need all of this. Like, do The way you should be looking at yourself is don't look at Twitch and YouTube as being – a thing that is different from any other media. You are a broadcaster. You're not a Twitch streamer. You're not a YouTuber. You're a broadcaster. You're the same as uh, Channel 9 here in Australia. Yeah. Did you ever catch them not having a Twitter account for their biggest shows? Yeah, exactly. No, and they want you to be talking about their channel online. And the thing with these brands is they, it's a two-way conversation. It's a two-way deal almost situation where They are supporting you and they're helping you, the streamer, or you, the YouTuber, create awesome content by providing you with what you need, whether it's a game, whether it's a microphone, whether it's headphones, whether it's a controller, whatever. They're helping you. But the buyback for them is you're then going to talk about it online, not just on your Twitch stream, but on Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, and then you can start. Then you start recommending that to other people. So, like, you know, because yeah. when people go, "Oh, you know, what do you recommend for this?" and all of a sudden, you essentially become like, you know, it's much like a big stream as you mentioned. You essentially become a walking advertisement. But because mm. you're not just an advertisement, because you're not just, you know, being like, yeah. you you have that connection and that rapport with your audience. You have the exactly. experiences that people see. You know, they and will see value. what I'm doing. They, that is your value yeah, as exactly. a uh, broadcaster, as your relationship with your audience. Yeah, and I think that's so important. So now yeah, I'm definitely. going to go into. So when we are we are talking about you know sort of like approaching people and yeah. sort of that sort of thing. So before we go, um, we want to do some packs talk. But before we do that, I'm going to ask uh, you. I think that's where this is going to get interesting. Oh, we'll yeah, do I think <laughs> for sure, for sure. But um, be- like I figured because this is a good this is a good sort of seg- good yeah. segue into it. So in your opinion, what is the top three tips you would give to someone when they want to approach like either like a gaming company yourself or yeah. something similar? Top three tips. Top three tips. Have a um way that i can remember who you are uh whether that's a business card or a follow on twitter or um something like that i need to be able to remember who you were like if you've impressed me when you've come up and spoken to me i want to be able to go okay i need that person for this project (laughs) yeah so i need to be able to get in touch with you um what's another good one Um, 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 um okay introduce yourself uh the amount of people that have come up to me at events and they walk up to me and they're like, hey, Finn. Oh, really? And, and they don't say, oh. And they expect me to know who they are. Oh. And, like, and, like, and it does happen all the time where it is someone will say, like, oh, 
and I'll be like, oh, I'm really sorry. Uh, who are you? And they'll be like, oh, you followed me for like three years on Twitter. We talk all the time, blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, oh, dude, I'm really sorry, but you don't look anything like that um, cartoon emoji <laughs> that you've got as your ABI. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so I think it's just polite, right? So it's come up and introduce yourself. Yeah. And it's not, I don't think it's a, it's, I like to think I'm not being rude that I don't recognize you because I follow a lot of people on Twitter. A lot of people follow me oh, on Twitter. Happens. And yeah. the big thing, but the big thing is, especially at events like PAX or IEM or Armageddon in New Zealand, whatever, I get approached by a lot of people. Uh, everyone in our industry does get approached by a lot of people. And you cannot be, we can't be expected to remember everybody. Yeah. Especially if I only met you for the first time now um, in real life. And hey, you might have met me at a PAX two years ago and I might have talked to you, but I may not remember you because there's been three PAXs and <laughs> 60,000 other people since then. Not to um, mention just everything else that life has. Oh, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, third So that, that is a big one. Um, okay. I'm, I'm cool with it, but this is one thing that I know some people are really weird with is don't go in for the hug. Yeah. Don't go in for the hug. Um, look, put your hand out for a handshake. If somebody puts their fist out instead of a handshake, give them the fist bump. Um, but yeah, don't go in for the hug straight away. Not everybody's cool with it. I want to, yep, 100% agree. I have so many, like, I mean, I'm not a big streamer by any means, but I do mm. feel like I'm fairly successful. And every now yep. and again, um, not to toot my own horn or anything, but every now and again, I do have someone go, oh, Maid Mother. And I'll be like, hi, in the middle yep. of the morning. And they'll come up and they want to hug you. They go, oh. never meet you. And I'm just like, oh, sorry, I don't, like, who are you? And they're like, oh, I watch your streams. I'm this yeah. username. I'm like, oh, cool. Give you a handshake. I think the, the big thing is, is like, I don't have that relationship with yeah. you yet. Like, I, I do, look, I hug my friends and I hug the guys that I work with all the time. Yeah, and yeah whatever, same. Right? If they come up and give me a hug, I'm totally cool with that. But, um, and I see it more, to be honest, with Twitch streamers, seeing people go in for the hug with Twitch streamers. And look, I don't want to stereotype it, but um, it seems to always be the female streamers that have the guys coming up wanting to hug them. Um, and just back off until you've got that sort of relationship with yeah, the and person. Yeah, just because you Regardless hug one person, just because you hug one person, it doesn't mean you're open to hugs to everybody, you know. Exactly. As well. All right, exactly. and I'm assuming that's so like, and then so that was your. What about the three biggest don'ts? I'm assuming the hug was one of the. The hug is one oh, of the that's don'ts. Definitely, that's definitely, that's definitely a don't. A okay. don't. What's, yeah. what's another two don'ts? Like just um, okay. the top if of I'm your busy, head. If someone's busy, especially at an event, uh, and because look. You did allude to this earlier, is we're at these events to work. Um, yeah. While, yes, we are totally there to network and talk to you guys and get to know more streamers or YouTubers or whatever, that's totally part of why we're there as well. Um, but if you see that we're busy, if you see that we're talking to somebody, if you see that we're doing something, maybe come back later. Yeah. Uh, either that or just say, hey, I'd love to catch up with you later. Here's a card, I'll, um, but I'll swing back later. You know, just something to give us a bit of breathing room at times. Yeah, don't interrupt know? and don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, hey, if I am just genuinely talking to someone and you've got time to hang back and just wait for me to talk, I, I don't mind that as well. But it's just, I think for everybody, it's, you have to be very aware that these people people like myself, people from publishers, people from these other companies as well, they are at these events to work. 
Yeah, exactly. So sometimes you are doing just that, working, and so oh, yeah, definitely. you can't always yeah. be just around to listen to everyone yeah. who comes up. All right, and that gets uh, what, what okay, you're going to say. Go ahead. I think what is it? we've got one more don't. One more don't. Yeah, one more don't. One more don't is, okay, is this with wanting to work with someone? Okay, don't shit talk. Uh any brands online oh unless God. unless you have a very solid reason to um like, I'm just, like if you genuinely did not like a brand and you genuinely dislike it for a really solid reason why you absolutely feel passionately that you have to talk about it online go for it but just remember one we're all watching because it's our jobs literally yeah. and two we're all friends. Um, a lot of us, <laughs> yeah. a lot, of, a lot of us brand guys, like a, a lot of us guys that are agencies. Like I've got friends at competitors to my company. Like we're friends outside of work, but we compete with each other inside of work. But we all get along, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, all the publisher guys, they're all friends with each other. We all People literally talk. know. Yeah, and. We do talk about it. I don't think it's a negative thing. Like if somebody's genuinely being a dick online, someone will say, hey, have you ever worked with thing? Oh, yeah, I have worked with them. But look, they publicly talk shit about product uh, afterwards, um, after we had a really good relationship or whatever, you know. And yeah. Can I Just add something careful. to that one, actually? Another, oh, 100%. Like, I've seen this a lot with myself because, I mean, I've been lucky enough to be able to work with, you know, a couple of brand, like a couple of companies mm. here and there in, in terms of gaming. Um, and then, like, I see people commenting on their statuses being like, oh, why is, like, she doing it? It doesn't even oh, yeah, like I'm do bed. Like, why is X person yeah. doing it? Why is he the one that gets to do it? He doesn't even have that many, like... If you're going to complain about what somebody the opportunity that someone else has been given, I think that's a very yeah. bad look. And I mean, I'm not a company or a brand, but I can I've spoken to people from companies and brands, and I think yeah. 90% of the time they're going to be like, "Well, I'm just going to put you on the nope list." Just the 100%. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that there's a blacklist or anything because I personally don't have a blacklist. Yeah. Um, but talking crap about other Twitch streamers, publicly talking shit about people, and, yeah, just being petty about things like, why did that person get something and I didn't? Hey, maybe that company only had five of those things to give away, yeah. and those five people that got it were the best people for that particular thing. Um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of things that go on that I think people just aren't aware of, like, uh, game publishers don't have an unlimited supply of game codes. Uh, yes, I wish they, people they understood they that. Yeah, they literally have a set amount that they're allowed to give away. Um, yeah. And if they run out, they run out. So I see so many people like that because, like, I mean, yeah. the discussion, I had this discussion with someone the other day. They were hmm. like, oh, um, you know, have, have, do you have any game codes? I'm like, oh, I've got, like, and I thought they were talking about how my humble bundle thing because, um, you know, part yeah. of my stream thing is I have a wheel and I spin it and people win, can yeah. win games. I was like, oh, yeah, i got about 30. And they're like, oh, can I have one for this game? And I was like... Oh, that's not how it works. No, 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 what? <laughs> and I had to try and explain <laughs> to them. And then this person was like, yeah, but it's the game company. Can't you just, like, ask them for just an extra code? I'm like, you... Yeah, no, that's not just how, it, not works, how so. it works. And so they don't yeah. have, like... They're only... Like, yeah, but then, then the, the reasoning is someone goes, oh, but the game makes the games. Why yeah. can't they just make another code? I'm like, because... 
they're in the look. Let's be honest. They're in the business of making money. These companies, right? Like, while I, yes, yes, they are in the they are in the business of making entertaining games. They also have to make a return on that. And if they constantly give out free game codes, they're never going to make money. There are some companies that do not give away the games. Yeah. Um, one of our clients, they do not give away the game at all to as competitions. You can't win it. Um, they don't do them for giveaways. Um, they only do it for, they do give them out to streamers, but they're not allowed to hand those on to people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's for a very good reason. Yeah, I mean, I personally think that's perfectly fine. I know some people get a little bit fuddly about that, but honestly, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, a game company is just that, a company. It's a business. Like, you've got to understand. At the end of the day, it's their product, and yeah. they are allowed to handle it however they want, right? Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. <laughs> I think we've said, so we've said the three goods and the three don'ts, and then I went on a round yeah. on don't, like, just don't, don't, hey. be a, don't be a... But face on Twitter, like let's just just just, just don't. I came for the questions. I stayed for the segues. <laughs> oh, I'm all about segues. But yeah. we're now because PAX is coming up pretty soon. So at the time of recording, we're about a couple weeks away. We just I think releases. 22 days away. 21 oh, days. Oh, it's we're getting pretty close. closer to that. And then at the time of yeah. like it publishing, it's gonna be like almost like was two 16, weeks. 16, 17. Yeah, it's oh, getting yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous, but because PAX is, is coming up, when I think the biggest discussion here is what we're going to have is pretty much PAX. We've already covered some of the stuff in our earlier discussion, but, you know, a lot of streamers, a lot of social influencers are going, people who are just starting out as affiliates, who are, you know, just got partnership, people who are just dipping their toe into the content yeah. creation world, and they want the PAX is a fantastic and big and amazing opportunity for them, but they oh, don't totally. know how to go about it. So, I think I honestly think PAX is probably if I was going to give anyone a recommendation of something that they can do as a great move for their career when they're starting off as a streamer or a YouTuber, PAX is definitely the one place you should go. Um, literally every company is there, every marketing company is there, um, and we're all accessible, all of us. Um, that, that's your that's your job to get information and work. And... Well, it's our job to promote the products we're there yeah. to promote, and uh, help the companies out. In our case, um, uh, with our clients and work with them. But we're also there to network and meet new Twitch streamers and new YouTubers and catch up with the guys we haven't seen for a few months that we would normally work with. Or um, it's uh, I love calling PAX. Uh, I think it's the ANZ Gaming Community's family reunion. Oh, I like that sound yeah. of that. Yeah. All right. So the first question is, because um, this is a, this is a question a lot of people would say is, should I have a business card at PAX? Yes or no? I love business cards. Um, I come home from, from PAX with a stack every year, like, and it's getting bigger every year as well. Um, <laughs> don't put too much uh, okay one if you can afford to do an amazingly well-designed business card i will definitely remember it but don't think for a second that that is absolutely important i've seen some people hand over a vista print standard issue business cards and i have contacted those people as well so business cards super important uh either that or i think i said earlier was drop a follow on twitter yeah 
I yeah. think so too because there was a big discussion about um, at least uh, in my part of the Twitterverse there's a big discussion yeah. on like you know business cards are they really important or anything and I, I mean I personally count, I, I think to them as like little tiny mementos I mean yeah. I also yeah. unless unless it, the person is specifically from Japan just due to their like cultural respect for their business cards they're the oh, only ones totally, I won't yeah. write on but like yeah. other people I'll tend to write notes on their business card or I'll have like you know post-its and I'll write a little thing on that so I have all time information about that person. So um, yeah. I always have like their business card and I look at it and they'll be like, you know, this person be like, oh, we shared a drink together at, you know, X place. So I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. I remember that sort of thing. And I, I mean- I'll tell you another, another tip of with meeting people for the first yeah. time. And I do this one with, on the business side of things with LinkedIn, but I find it works really well with Twitter. Is I've got a personal rule with LinkedIn. After I've been to a business event or met somebody for the first time, I always add them on LinkedIn within half an hour of meeting them. Yeah. And I think it's an awesome one for events like this on Twitter is um, add them on Twitter and flick them a tweet within the first 30 minutes of meeting them. Yeah, because then you've got that impression. Because they'll go, ah, that was the person I just met. I'll drop a follow and then want to talk to them later. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good tip. I mean, I, know, I mean, this is just from my personal thing. Is I, was, um, I also like to leave just a little bit, like, either the front or the back, just leave a little bit of space on the business card for people to write notes because I know I'm not the yeah. only person to write notes on, like, yeah. business cards as well. Oh, but definitely not, no. Good to hear that because, like, I mean, I personally, I mean, I've just recently ordered mine. Mine should come in soon. My new yeah. ones, yay. But um, there you go. So business cards definitely have them. But business uh, cards The, the ed- other thing that, that works as well. Yeah. The other thing that works really well with business cards is if you've got something else to add in, uh, just as a uh, something to remember, like... Um, I hand uh, out stickers with mine. Okay. That's brilliant because I was just <laughs> about to say... Um, First time I ever met Pie by Pie, um, she introduced herself to me. She gave me her business card and she gave me a couple of stickers with it. And I put her sticker literally on my phone that day. Yeah. I only just met her and then I remember, but I remembered her, right? Uh, another thing, somebody's given me a beanie with their name embroidered on it. Oh, wow. A beanie. It was a beanie. Like this guy had spent some money though. Like uh, yeah. he's not, a, not a massive streamer, but he bought beanies and hats because he thought about it and thought like not everybody wears hats. Some people wear beanies. And he goes, hey, Fit, I've always wanted to meet you, blah, 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 blah. This is my business card. Oh, here, have a beanie. I love that. I absolutely and love I that. I totally remember him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, I'm not saying you have to do that because that was a massive investment on his oh, part. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. Um, yeah, anything that you can sort of do to stand out does work. Yeah, cool. So, like, and I think it was also going to like discuss a bit with like business card etiquette as well. Is um, you know, a lot of I think some people think that you know, especially with stuff like this, is just oh, hand your business card out to every single person. Like, oh hi, guess what? Here's a business card. I think it's important yeah. to sort of like don't overshare don't overshare your business card just if you want to discuss something with someone you want to like create a connection or something then yes have that discussion share that business card but don't be like oh hi i'm tiffany here's a business card yeah um have a conversation first yeah exactly yeah give give that person a reason to remember why they need your business card or want your business card um quite often i'm not going to say that it's uh I want to work this right so I don't offend anybody. <laughs> if I'm really super interested in somebody and working with them, I will always ask for a business card. Mm. But in saying that, I'm not saying that when I have received a business card without asking for it, I haven't contacted people because I totally have done that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so you I always, hear that, you always yeah. need to get that balance right. 
because sometimes I hear that yeah I sometimes hear people say oh don't give your business card unless someone's asked for it but I think oh, no. that's not always the case um you know I think it's it's a case by case now you need to sort of gauge where the conversation is going but always have yeah, that totally. conversation first don't yeah. just hand out the business card like myself I've only or I mean I'm hoping that should be I'm thinking it'll be enough but I ordered just 50 for myself for packs this year and yeah. I thought you know what 50 will be but enough I mean, that's like, gonna that's gonna probably force you to be careful who you give it to right yeah exactly that's another thing first like cause, I, yeah that's exactly say, the, the other tip if I could give it to streamers <laughs> is don't give your business cards to viewers yes because you've got your personal phone number on there you've got your personal email address on there and there are some creeps out there. I've on purposely not had my um, phone number on yeah. my business card for that reason alone. I mean, even though, like, yeah. I don't, I'm fairly careful with it. Like, there was an instance where I think my business cards were left yeah. somewhere or something, and I started getting exactly. random calls. It was, I yeah. think it was, I think it was left at an indie games booth. And yeah. I kept on getting random calls, like, and I was like, who is this? And I could tell they were at PAX because I was at PAX yeah. too. And I was hearing all the background noise and I was hearing an announcement. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this person's at yeah. PAX. Like they obviously just got my number from somewhere. So I've just personally omitted my phone number from them. But, good move. Yeah, good move. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I'm never going to call somebody unless I've worked with them previously. Um, I will always flick an email or a DM on Twitter yeah. or... Like, so as social media these days, I think it's almost on the norm to like just contact oh. someone via written before giving totally. a call anyway. Totally. Um, and another tip I would give is after the event, after you've met me and or you met somebody and you've handed over your business card or whatever, I personally don't like people emailing me um, afterwards, uh, mainly because my email is purely generally uh the serious work like yeah. stuff that's actually that's where i deal with my clients and stuff like that but i gen genuinely deal with um all the influences by dms on twitter facebook messenger um if we connected on there um that's where i'll get have a lot of the casual conversations before i start working with someone and then yeah. once it gets official that's when it goes into email sure. um i mean that's uh, actually, b before we move on, I should have said this right at the start. You did an amazing job doing the Are You OK stuff for us uh, a couple of weeks ago. But oh, that's, thank that's you. Yeah, so thank you very much for that. I felt you did so an amazing bad because like, I was like, I literally got so sick to the point where like I, I was like, you know, it was I think my fever hit 38 degrees at some yeah. point. But then I was, like, <laughs> I was like, you know what, I'm going to push it to make sure yeah. I do it on this day. And I mean, I loved it because it's something that's super important to me. Totally. And that's, that's a good thing I want to quickly add a segue into as well. It's like, don't approach everyone for the sake of approaching everyone don't approach every company for the sake of getting everywhere like yeah. only look for people that you are genuinely interested in or a topic or a charity or whatever whatever it is make sure you have a yeah. genuine passion about it because if you have that genuine passion you're going to be oh, more invested 100%. in it they're going to be more 100%. invested in you and people notice people will notice straight away if you do you not like your your viewers are not idiots yeah um uh, so don't treat them like idiots. Don't expect your followers or your viewers to not know when you're full of shit. Pretty um, much. It's, and they've got a good memory, man. Uh, if you've said a year ago that you don't like X brand of keyboards and all of a sudden they've started working with you, your followers are going to call you out for it. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a thing. Right. All right, but... 
let's get back to the PAX thing because I know this is something that's on everyone's minds at the moment. So um, we've t- spoken about business cards and, you know, yes, business cards are great. We've yeah. d- done business card etiquette. What about approach? You've already discussed this a little bit, but we're going to go further into it now. Yeah. Approaching people on convention floors. So, oh, look. Yeah, so yeah. if you see someone standing around having a conversation with somebody, like just re- re- read the room, read the situation. <laughs> it might look, you might see an in of, hey, I'll just wait for this person to stop talking to that person and then I'll jump in and introduce myself. Uh, totally do that. Um, if you see someone working in a booth or whatever, I've had this happen and it was fucking horrible. Was <laughs> It was a particular booth at PAX a couple of years ago and it was a two-story booth. I was at the top doing some work and somebody literally yelled out from down the bottom until they got my attention. And it was the cringiest shit. Um, it's just like, look, I am not super formal, but there's just some things that are just like, that's not the best way to do it. Yeah, no, that's... Um, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, the other one is if you... Parties are usually a pretty good place to meet people as well, but also once again, it's a read the room situation. If they're having a good time, just maybe not talk shop during maybe the party. not talk too yeah. much shop. It yeah. could be a hey, I'd love to have a chat with you uh, one day after packs or something like that. Yeah, keep Hand it over your casual. Card. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't intend to have a full on in depth conversation. Usually by the time uh, people get to the parties afterwards, it's they've worked for 12 hours straight and they just want to drink. Yep, yep, <laughs> for sure. And then like, yeah. you know, with approaching people on convention floors, is there like, when you people say you approach, um, you know, maybe the the Razor booth or the like yeah. Logitech booth or whatever, obviously there's no more, multiple people working at the booth. Is there a specific person you should be approaching or do you should you Definitely. just approach so- anyone? Go up to anybody at the booth. Yep. But always the question should probably be, hey, I'd love to meet either the community manager or the marketing manager or generally the community manager is the right person to talk to. Yeah. Um, or someone involved in PR for the company. And they will be the ones who will point you in the right direction. You have to remember at these booths, a lot of the people that work in those booths have never worked a day in their life for the brand that they're working for that day. Yeah, they're just sort of like there. They're, they're hired staff. Yeah. They're there to man the booth. They know about the product because they've been trained in it before the day. Um, but a lot of those people are there to help you try out the product, not to help you get a sponsorship deal or a free keyboard or whatever. Um, but they will be the one right people to ask, you know, hey, I'd love to talk to somebody about PR or talk to your community yeah manager. that's see, so that's just yeah. a good thing there so there you go people if you want to approach anyone at pax don't be afraid to approach anybody in the booth but don't oh, go definitely. to you know that random poor girl in the booth who you know looks like a bit overwhelmed yeah. be like start talking shop be like hi i'm you know i'm tiffany i do i made my i'm a streamer i'm just wondering if yeah. i could have a quick word with your community manager then they'll yeah, be like exactly. oh then they'll probably give you an answer as to where they are what they're doing if they're free yeah, look you're go either going to yeah, you're either going to get a, yep, yeah, I'll just get them for you, or you're going to get a, hey, sorry, they're not available right now. Um, they run away. Yeah, <laughs> you're never going to get a, no, we don't want to talk to you. Yeah, so see, and that's just the thing, and that's, this, is, this is the biggest, biggest, biggest thing I have, is you never know unless you try. There's, you know, oh, exactly. you, you won't know 
anything unless you give the opportunity to go. So don't be afraid, you know, to just yeah. like go up and be like, hey, I'd love to speak to someone. Let's Definitely. do it. Biggest piece of advice I was ever given, though, is nobody else is going to toot your horn unless you do. Yes. Right? You've so got to- you need to be the person to get out there and put your brand, your personal brand out in front of these people. Um, like, while I did say, yes, we can discover you online doing your thing, why don't you push the chances of that forward by going on about how awesome you are? Yeah, exactly. You got to be able to sell yourself. You know, if you, yeah. you know, people who I see people who are, I mean, I understand because I can get a bit the same way myself. But people who are so confident when they're streaming, they're great, yeah. they're beautiful, like interactive. And then when I meet them in person, they're like, oh, oh, there's a lot of streamers I, like that. There, there are a lot of streamers like that. You know, I'm so definitely it's, it's very, a little bit like that myself. So yeah, but, it's very easy to be confident behind a camera when you're on your yeah. own. Um, but some people are not comfortable in crowds. Some people are just not comfortable meeting new people. Um, one of the biggest Twitch streamers in Australia um, is very much not a people person in public. And she's a lovely person, but in public she is very reserved. And would I have had people say she's rude. And I said, no, she's not rude. She just doesn't know you. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and being as popular as she is, she gets people approach her all the time and it weirds her out a wee bit. So, you know, yeah. just, just be very aware of, yeah. I, I understand not everybody can be super confident in person, but I think it, you just need to find your way of being confident or your way of communicating. I don't know. I, yeah. I personally, yeah. I mean, I don't recommend everybody do this because it's probably me being an awkward, crazy person. But generally yeah. I'll be like, hi, yeah, I know that was hilarious, right? And then they'll probably give me a weird look and I'll be like, hi, I'm Tiffany. And then I'll sort of introduce myself. Like I'll insert yeah. myself into a conversation that yeah. wasn't happening, that hadn't happened and is just non-existent. And then they're just like... I guarantee you were remembered. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or I'll say something like, hey, did you know that I used to have like like, you know, 80 Pez dispensers? And then they're like, what? Did you actually actually have that? Yeah, I used to collect Pez dispensers. I even had the really um, old school ones that didn't have like... Okay, so the new ones all these days had the little feet and the little tiny like um, ridges on them. I used to have the original ones that didn't have those. And those ones ones that didn't stand up. Those ones, yeah, I don't like... I think they all sat in a box for me, but like they, yeah. they were, they were, I think I sold one for like 150 bucks. It was a really you old go. one. I'm, I'm learning about you, Tess. <laughs> You're learning about me. I've even got like Pez dispensers like behind me on the shelf somewhere. I bought a bunch of Pokemon oh. ones recently, but, and then my um, husband's just like, you're not getting back into collecting Pez, are you? And I'm like, yeah. no, no. See, he knows your addiction. <laughs> he knows my past. I did yeah. it like I, I like I sold them all and got rid of them all before we met. But he knows my past, yeah. and I'm like, um, he's like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember hearing stories about your addiction. We're not going yeah. down this train. And it was funny because the other day I was I'm not like, enabling you, Tiff. I was having a conversation um, about Pez from 2K, and then like after like you know after the stream and everything, my husband's like, you weren't talking about Pez dispensers again, weren't you? And I was like, no, 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 I was actually talking about a person. It's fine, it's yeah. fine. And but yeah. like, Piers, what a weird name. And look, let's be honest, he's a weird guy. <laughs> I love Piers. I love Piers. Hi Piers, how you going? Thanks for the you know, like everything. Don't hate me. yeah for sure but see i think it's like sometimes being awkward in that sense can work because it's memorable embrace your awkward yeah it's it's memorable 
Yeah, totally it is. Yeah. So do you have any other advice for people when they want to, like, you know, approach game companies or do anything with game, like, you know, industry or anything with approaching businesses on the floor of PAX? Look, I think we've pretty much covered all of I think that. We have, yeah, yeah it, it, it's very much. Look, I think if we're going to put it into footnotes, um, be confident. Definitely do approach the people, but also be aware of what these people are doing at the same time. Yeah. Uh, if they're busy, don't. If they look like they're in an in-depth conversation, don't. Um, but. Make yeah. an impression. Just pick, pick your moments, make an impression. Yes. All right. And now we're going to probably, and you've already told me one. So I was going to say, speaking of impressions, what you do you think makes a good impression? What makes, what, what do you think will leave a good impression or bad? I want to hear an instance of a good impression you've had and a bad impression. I mean, we've heard oh. the story of the guy shouting at you from the, hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've but, had uh, some yeah. really weird ones and I've had some really interesting ones. So, like I said, the guy that came up and gave me the beanie, I instantly remembered him straight yeah, away. Yeah, see, so there you go. That's uh, a good impression. That was a super positive one. Um, people that come up and know the work we've done before. So I've had people come up and talk to me, and um, I've got the idea that they know exactly what we do. And then they'll ask, oh, so who do you work with? And I was like, <laughs> Well, you've just stood here and talked to me for 10 minutes about <laughs> what I do and you don't know who I work with. Yeah. Um, so it was, and it was a case that I ended up finding out that somebody had told them, oh, you need to meet this guy. He can help you out and do stuff. Yeah. But he hadn't done his own homework. So I've had, yeah, that's a negative one I've had. Um, shit. Um, people at parties wanting to have a full in-depth conversation. That one's a bad one. And I'm yeah. just like, hey, man, I've come here to chill. I've got a whole weekend of being on the floor. You can come talk to me. Um, being followed around a convention was weird. Um, and it was, uh, okay, I'm not going to be too specific because this person yeah. may be viewing. Um, but it was someone who watches Twitch and they literally followed me to somewhere that I was going to get dinner after the event. And it was just very odd. Yeah, like that's yeah. a little bit awkward. I mean, I've been, I've, I've had people following me around myself, like, yeah. um, just not, not at packs. At least, not that I've noticed at packs, but like at other conventions. Yeah. And you can just, it's just like, people, you can tell, like people, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell, but you just, I was just like, yeah, it's just, yeah. can you not? Can, yeah, can you like, can you not? Yeah, um, but you yeah, want to say hi, what? say hi. The positive ones are literally just people who are genuinely um, enjoying being at PAX and they genuinely just want to do awesome stuff um, and just a positive experience to me. It doesn't always have to be a big gesture or something like that. Like I, I would actually recommend don't because I don't want people to think that they have to go out there and buy <laughs> beanies and stuff yeah. because that's a massive investment and stuff. Um, that just stood out. But yeah, just be positive. Like there's been awesome people that have come up. I tell you one thing, if I could give one tip to people actually. Yep. Is because if I do like what I see when I meet you, I will go and have a look on social media. And brand consistency is so important. So oh, yeah. so that's if you've got a logo, have that logo across everything. If you can have the same username on everything, do that. Makes it easier you know for me to find all your stuff. How much I hate that 
Ma- like my maid mama twit like twitch not my maid mama twitter name is different to everything else yeah it's i hate it because maid mama's taken and it's taken by someone who made one post like five years ago oh and that's so common actually i'll talk to you after this because i might be able to help you on that Ooh. yes but yes i definitely agree because uh, it's brand consistency and name consistency are super yeah. important they're things i always talk about in like my stream coaching thing as well yeah and, and even if you, you use a profile you if, even if you use a profile photo use the same profile photo on it Yes, I think that's so important because it's also easier then also because it's easier just to identify you. And then like if you have that branding consistent, even with your business card, you have some sort of branding on that as well. Yeah, People definitely. are going to be like, oh, yeah, that's go to a game. Oh, yeah, I know the, that symbol. That's the go to a game symbol. You know, it's yeah, exactly. becomes recognizable, becomes familiar. And people are going to start. It's, it's literally primal branding. Go read that book, everyone. That's a good book. Anyway, oh, there's, a, there's a heap of good ones. That is a good one. Yes. I think we should move yeah. on to some of our fan questions now. We have a few questions cool. from people on Twitter. So let's have a look. We have a, we've gotten more questions since... Um, oh, well, have we? Yeah, since we've moved I, in. I, I, I did have a look before we uh, came on, and there were some really good ones already. So Yeah. I'm All excited. Right. Well, the first one we have is from Catlord Hester, who says, who is the best router you have for the website and why is it me? Well, great question, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> great. Look, Grace is one of our writers on GoToGames. She does amazing work. Uh, we actually developed a series with her called uh, Obscure Pixels, which she writes about the weird and wonderful world of retro games and just weird oddities in gaming. She's amazing. I love working with her. Love having her on the team. But she's one of many awesome writers, and I don't have a favourite. There we go. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Oh, Cat Lord, lovely to have you there. And next one we have from IC, which I think we've pretty much explained during the podcast, but we can give a brief TLDR. Yeah. Um, IC asks, how big do you need to be for, for that influence, that in, hang on, I dropped my pen, that influencer cred in ANZ? Is it total numbers, engagement, what? A uh, combination of all the above, but doesn't have to be ridiculously high on following as long as you have a really good engaged audience. Um, and the, the influencer word's a cringy word, isn't it? I know I use it myself yeah. um, because it's a in- word that people understand. Um, but I do prefer content creator. Personally. That's what I parade myself as. I just, I've just started branding myself as content creator plus stream coach, and everyone's like, "You know, I really just started doing the coaching stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm going to put it out oh, there yeah, as right. that's what I'm doing because that's what exactly. people are going to start remembering me as." A hundred percent. But yeah, there you go. I think that's a quick way to answer that. And um, yeah. we have another question which is very similar from Crit. Um, um, we she literally just used the word influencer here. She said at one point. Um, Crit asks, at what point does one become an influencer and worthy of putting into contact with brands? What does it take? Okay. Hours, statistics, think, engagement, of, popularity? Yeah. So I think I've answered the influencer question, whether you're an influencer. Yeah. But uh, at what point should you reach out to brands? That there, I don't think that there's a magic number on that one. Um, I would say... Once you've got consistency in your content production, so that means you're consistently streaming, you're consistently putting out videos, and you're starting to get to the point where you are getting engagement across more than one platform. So that's Twitter, that's Instagram, um, that's Twitch. Like 
I think more than one platform and it's you're definitely getting engagement. Like if you put out a tweet, are you getting 20 likes? And that, that's just a yeah. obscure number that I've just put out there. Um, yeah, what, I would say that is probably the key one when you're starting to get really good engagement across those. Um, but I will say this is, uh, I, I, I did say it earlier, is if you've only got like 200 followers or something like that, you're not going to get picked up for... Like the bigger named company well, things. Yeah, the bigger yeah. named stuff. But yeah, hey, there might be someone who'd still give you an opportunity. I have given smaller guys an opportunity before to do stuff um, because I like the work that they were doing. Yeah, sometimes yeah, it's just so easier. Exactly. But like I said, start having the conversations online about the things you like. There you go. All right. Yeah. Question number four from Mavaro. How did you meet the Mavaro? <laughs> <laughs> This is probably the best question. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. <laughs> so me and Mavaro almost died together the first day we met each other. Oh, oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so this is how we introduce each other to people when we're at events. Like, uh, I'll be talking to someone, Mavaro will come up and say, hey, Fred, how are you? And I'll be good. And I'll be like, oh, hey, this is Mavaro. We almost died together. Wow. Um, so... <laughs> There is a longer story to that. The other, the follow-up to that story is, I'll say, we almost died together, and then she'll turn around and say, yes, and then I painted him naked. That's a story. That's a story. <laughs> <laughs> I will give context to the second half of the story. She's an amazing artist. If yes, you're I've ever seen looking, her artwork. Yeah. It's crazy. If you're ever looking for some amazing artwork to get done, definitely get in touch. She did a uh, portrait of myself and my wife, um, and it was a shoulders up photo that we had um, uh, taken of us, and it looks like we're completely naked. So, and she she painted um, the from the photo that we sent her. Ah, oh, that's but it's always just a funny way we introduce each other to people. Not so much the dying part, but the painting part's lovely. The dying part, <laughs> there's more. There's a more of a story to that one, but um, definitely that's uh, when you see us in person, we will possibly tell you that story. And I mean, I know I'm definitely seeing you both in there because you know I'm part of women's and I. You know, yeah. speaking to you. I promised you a sticker and I believe you've promised me a hat. Or yeah, I promised similar. you a hat. I will give you a hat or a t-shirt. Nation <laughs> of the two. <laughs> All right, easy. Next question, I think, and um, this is a really, I think this is a fantastic question from Card Plays. Card Plays oh, asked, um, do you think it's fair some content creators get more opportunities due to the people they know and the contents they have, or the contacts they have? And do you also think those contacts should be shared or kept secret? Okay, the first question, is it fair? Um, I would almost say that that's just the way life is and I don't want to come across as really harsh, but some people are just better at networking than other people. I was going to say uh, it's definitely a networking thing. Yeah. yeah, some people are better at networking than other people. Some people have more opportunities to network than other people. I don't think it's a it's not fair thing. Um, it's just uh, some people are just better at reaching out to people. Um, and we work with people that we have great relationships with. Yeah, and then, like, you know, um, obviously we continue to build that and relationship. A, and if we've got a history with, right? So someone I know who delivers, every time I've worked with them, I'll go back to the well because I know it works. Yeah. Um, as for the sharing of context, this is an interesting one because... I have my own opinion on this as well, but I'll let you say what you think first. I personally think that 
you should do the courtesy thing of saying, hey, yes, I do have this person's contact details. Let me ask them if it's okay to share it with them, share their contact details with you. I think that's a courtesy thing. I personally don't mind people saying, hey, here's Finn's Twitter account, reach out to him. Uh, Like I said, it's the best way to contact me anyway, rather than email. Um, But if someone's handed on my email, I'm not going to be offended or pissed off. That's me personally. But I do know people that do get pissed off with having their details shared. So do the courtesy. Pretty much what I was going to say. Yeah, my my opinion on do you think these contacts should be shared or not is I think that like these contacts are like created from like not just a business relationship, but at the end it it does turn from a business personal relationship. You have that relationship with that person. Why should you put your name on the line and share that contact information for somebody else? For instance, um, I'm going to just, hey, Pixel, my wonderful editor, I'm going to use your name here as an example. I do apologize for that. Um, If I was to say, um, you know, you know, Pixel's looking for something to do with his, like, YouTube things, and he goes, oh, I need something. I go, oh, cool. And I put fit onto him um, without, you know, asking the question or anything. And then, you know, Pixel reaches out to Finn and goes, oh, yeah, hi, Made Mama gave me your contact information, and I want to do this and this and this. And then Pixel ends up being a terrible person to work with. All of a sudden, that has hurt my relationship. Because, like, you know, you're not just putting that person's personal information out there, you're also putting Mm. a part of yourself out there because it's a little, it's a thing of association, you know, people associate, like, people, it's an association thing. If I. It's a relationship that you've put a lot of effort into building as well, right? Yeah, and I don't want to hurt that relationship by just giving it to someone who I might not know too well or who might not, like, know. And it's nothing against that person, you know. It's nothing against Pixel. I know that this person's great, but I also think it's very important for Pixel to be able to create his own connections. I needed to say, all right, let me ask Yeah, and saying that there is... uh, Yeah, definitely. Always ask. And saying that, though, don't be a gatekeeper as well. Um, Oh, 100% agree, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that does happen, and there are some people who are like, I will not share this person's any of my contact details with anybody. That's because they somehow think that it's going to be they've got one up on everyone yeah. or they're going to miss out on an opportunity because they're going to go work with that person instead. Look, you said that right at the start of your show, your introduction to the show. of it's Breaking not, those down, yeah, breaking down yeah. those barriers and, and getting rid of that. A, yeah. Exactly, and it's 100% true. It's not a competition. Um, Twitch streamers are not competing with each other, man. Um I personally am subscribed. Oh, yes. Personally, sub to something like 100 Twitch streams. I watch all of them from time to time. So it's not a case of there is nobody who is viewing you exclusively and only you. Oh, I think if anyone has that impression, y'all got the wrong impression. Like, no one person is only ever watching you. Probably yeah. one every now and again. Yeah, got a rare case of that being the case. I can guarantee oh, yeah, you, you are mean, not the happen. only. You are not the only streamer in that person's life ever. Yeah, but like, and there's no the, negative thing. Yeah, on the, t- the t- on the t- the TLDR on that is um like so I think you know. Do you think those contacts should be shared or kept secret? I think that's a case by case situation. If I think Definitely. that if I think one of my contacts is going to suit somebody else that I know who is looking for that contact, I'll ask the contact first. Hey, yeah, definitely. I've got this person who's doing this like this project. Yeah. Do you mind if I put you connect you two Pictures. together? And I've done that yeah. before for people in the past. And sometimes the person has said, "Look, no, I'm not really looking for anything like that at the moment." And I'd be like, "Cool, all right." And I let the person know, "Hey, you know, I reached out and they're not really keen. Sorry." Yeah. 
I'm not going to give that information to you when yeah. they said no. I mean, it's as simple as, a, hey, yeah. do you mind if I share your contact details with blah, 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 they're working on this, and I'll just say yes or no. Yeah. That's me personally. So it's, it's a, so one, don't fucking gatekeep um, someone's contact <laughs> details just for your own benefit because that's just weird. Um, and two, if you are going to share those details, have Make sure it's okay. Yeah, always. Have the courtesy to ask first. Yeah. And then, like you know, I think and and the TLDR for do you think it's fair? I think it's not so much so much as a fair thing. I think it's just it's just a matter of networking and creating those connections first. The whole reason oh, why definitely. those creators have like those opportunities is because they've made that connection and they make those connections. And yeah. the only way you're going to be able to do the same is by making those same connections. Which is why I say that Twitter is probably the most important tool a streamer mm. or any old content creator has, essentially. Like Twitter is a fantastic, just, just fantastic. Just use Twitter. It's great. hundred oh, percent. And I personally, um, I love working with people that I genuinely get on with. Yeah. Uh, that I think are genuinely good people. Um, so I like to form a bit of a personal relationship with every influencer I work with if possible. I mean, there's a few that I only know from online, um, that I work with, but genuinely most people I have either met in person or I've had a conversation with, um, in person or online or, you know, it's people that I think are good people as well as good content creators. Yeah. So I think I it's wanna, fair. I don't want to work with dicks. Yeah. The TLDR on no. the first question is I think it's, I think it's fair because they've yeah. put the work in. There's, you, you don't know the work behind the scenes that they've had. There's yeah. not, you know, someone doesn't get an opportunity for doing nothing. There's something yeah. that has led up to that opportunity. It, it yeah. may look like they've done nothing, but there's probably like, you know, years of, or like months oh, or whatever of rapport that led up to that. It. Yeah, that's led up to that. So do I think it's fair that content creators have get more opportunities due to the people they know? Yes, I think it's yes, fair. They do. Do you think some of those contacts should be shared or kept a secret? Case by case scenario. Case by case. Case by case scenario. And then finally, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I don't think it's fair if there are people in my position that are exclusively working with some people and refuse to work with other people. Oh, yeah. Um, for some weird reason. If that's happening, that's weird and it shouldn't be happening. Um, well, that's, always, and that's going to hurt, in the, end of, in the end of the day, that's going to hurt the company more than anything else anyway. But in saying, that, yeah. in saying that, there are also some people that I will pull back from working with if they are no longer streaming consistently as well. Yeah. And then saying that um, it's okay to take breaks, I, I, but... Oh, yeah. totally. But there's a big <laughs> difference between taking a break. Like, if you need to take a break, 100%, you take a break yeah. because you come first. But... If you've disappeared for a year, of course, yeah. Don't be surprised if people aren't reaching out to you. It's not because they don't like you. You're not actively creating content, so you're not actively exactly available. And then I think we have one last question from one of your most favorite people in the world. (laughs) We have um, one from Pez, who asks, (laughs) who asks, "What is your favorite song to sing in the back of a taxi?" Okay, there's a story behind this too. So, my favourite song to sing in the back of a taxi is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen when I'm drunk with a community manager from another publisher and the taxi driver has refused to put on the radio for us. Okay. And there is actually a video from somebody else in the gaming industry who took this video and he, I know he's still got the video and he hasn't released it and I live in fear of the day that that video gets released. It'll happen. Drunken Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> though, should be everybody's go-to, am I right? 
Yeah, I'm, like, I'm gonna. This is a very, very unpopular opinion. Of mine. I mean, I love Bohemian Rhapsody. I think most people do, but I also think that it is very, very overplayed. Like, okay, so actually, I, 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 I flicked a tweet out. Um, it would have been about six months ago, and I asked the question of which is the better song. So it's not which is the most popular song. What is the better song by Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody or Innuendo? Well, I still think Bohemian Rhapsody, but like I still think uh, that's still overplayed. Like, oh, totally. But I think Innuendo is a better song because yeah. it's just a it's a more complicated, structured song. It's just if you haven't heard that song, go listen to it. It's an amazing track. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> awesome. I think that that's pretty my non gaming tip for the week. Non gaming tip: go listen to like Innuendo. Yeah. <laughs> By Queen. All right. Um, I think that's pretty much wrapped up our podcast for the night do you have any other tidbits or wisdom to for us to depart on um no um if you see me around at pax come say hi follow the advice though um but definitely come say hi i do like meeting people um i'm going to be at pax all weekend i'm also potentially going to be at armageddon this year so if you're a new zealand listener um, come say hi to me there. I haven't been to Armageddon for like three years, so I'm really looking forward to heading back to New Zealand for that. Um, that's probably it. Yeah. Do you have any social media you want to give a shout out to, to our yeah, audio definitely, listeners? Definitely give us a follow. Uh, I am at Fid McAwesome on everything. P-H-I-D-M-C-A. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most people should hopefully know how to spell awesome if they're listening. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're listening, and for those of you who are watching the YouTube video, the links to all that stuff will be down below. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast, our Breaking the Barriers podcast, content creators and the gaming industry. Hope y'all got some beautiful bits of information there, some laughs. And I next our next lost my words there hi everyone i am trying to be a professional podcast person here lost what i was saying next podcast is going to be a charity based podcast from lucy with wwf i hope to tune in there see you all next time oh she's awesome i love mama lucy oh she's amazing and we're signing off as maid mommy here aka tiffany and fidmuk awesome and we'll catch you all next time bye